And the Junos are issuing an apology for Russell Peters' remarks at the Junos. Well, I would say Russell Peters feels that this was a joke, and here it was. It's, uh, there's a lot of young girls here. This is a felony waiting to happen. <laughs> The uh, president of the Junos is apologizing for those remarks, uh, saying that, you know what, they actually, they weren't in the script. They were ad-libbed by Peters. So why apologize? Uh, This is in a statement released Tuesday. He said his organization did not support Peters' comments he made while hosting the Sunday show with Brian Adams. This incident is not reflective of any views held in our organization. I don't think anyone thought that this had anything to do with the Juno Awards. I think everybody knew this was uh, not a, it was kind of an icky, well, it was a very icky joke. Mm -hmm. It was a poorly placed joke. It was an inappropriate joke made by Russell Peters. So I ask you, why would they be apologizing for this? I think that it's just the sort of standard PR go-to now is get ahead of it, get in front of it, and distance yourself from it in whatever way possible. And that's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to say, Hold on a second here. We had nothing to do with this. This is not our, uh, this wasn't our shtick. This was all Peters, all by himself going rogue on us. Yeah, uh, Russell Peters, we reached out to his his uh, management or his brother or somebody that manages him yesterday, and they still haven't gotten back to us because I'd like to have Russell on the show mm-hmm. to, you know, explain, you know, his side of the story. He's yet to uh, actually address the criticism. So it's no surprise that he's being quiet here, but he's liked a handful of tweets. They said, you know what, we're behind you, buddy. Well, and I've also reached out to the Junos, and they haven't gone back to us uh, for what that's worth either. I'm mm-hmm. sure they just want to make uh, have their statement stand on its own and speak for itself. But again, I, I, I have to reiterate, they hired a comedian who's famous for making off-color, especially racial jokes. He didn't do uh, too many of those. But, uh, you know, were they surprised when he made sexual jokes? I don't, I don't know why they, they're so shocked. Yeah, I, I don't know why they're so shocked either. I just think it's it's ridiculous that people are apologizing and then shh, don't look at them directly in the eye, just walk away. Yeah, I'm if done. you're going to apologize, join us on the show. I'd love to talk to you. They're washing their hands of the situation, and uh, Russell now knows he'll never be booked for the Junos again. Yeah, and Russell probably doesn't care because Russell not. has a lot of gigs, I'm sure. I posted the, a, uh, this story to uh, my Facebook page, and someone uh, commented back, he has FU money, and I think that's exactly what he has. He's worth more than the Junos are. Yeah, that is a true story. Um, this is big, big news. Uh, Barry Manilow came out of the closet today. Not shocking uh, when you think about the fact that he wrote this song here. Never met a man. Of 73, um, he has ended one of the worst-held secrets, I would imagine. I thought Barry Manilow was out of the closet ages ago. All my life I've thought Barry Manilow was gay. In fact, I thought this song was about Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin is married, by the way. <laughs> oh, Mandy. To a woman. Uh, but Barry Manilow finally announced uh, to to the world that he's gay today, and I have to say, I say uh, congratulations to him. That must be a relief. He married in in 2014. Imagine keeping this a secret. He married his manager Gary Keefe, 
uh, at a ceremony in 2014. And there was a small group of fans and friends aware of the marriage and his sexuality, but they had to keep it quiet. Now, I don't think it's a, you know, I, I don't care if Barry Manilow is gay. That's the thing. I think there's so <laughs> many people uh, that just could care less about your sexuality. Well, and that's and I of, think it's important to, to, you know, say, yeah, I'm gay. But I, I think that that's sort of where a lot of us stand now is thinking, okay, I'm sure that the people that he loved and care about knew, knew he's been gay for a long time. Mm-hmm. They knew that, so he doesn't necessarily need to make the big public announcement. And I think a lot of famous people have said that. Hey, I don't need to come out to the rest of you. The people who know I'm gay, who need to know I'm gay, know that I'm gay, and that's that's okay with well, me. But I would... know a lot of gay people who feel empowered every time a celebrity comes out. He said here that um, although a small group of fans you know, knew about this, he said, I'm so private, I've always been, I thought I would be... It would be disappointing to his fans, I guess, uh, if they knew that I was gay. So I never did anything. That makes me sad. He says that keeping his sexual orientation a secret caused him stress and anxiety for many years, I guess. And he was fearful of public reaction. I say, don't worry about the public. But I'm glad at 73 he's come out. I don't think that uh, Barry Manilow's fans are going to be reacting no. negatively to the fact that he's gay. Yeah, good point. You always come up with those good points. All right. Um, what else is happening? Oh, the liberals have said no to mandatory online, uh, mandatory and online voting. You know, uh, back in 2015, one of the election platforms for the liberals and Justin Trudeau was that, you know, they would change the they would reform the election process. And, well, it doesn't seem like it's happening. As far as uh, the Minister of Democratic uh, Institutions, Karina Gold, says that, you know, she agrees with the committee here. Canadians feel that online voting in federal uh, elections would have a positive effect on voter turnout uh, if they could make sure that, you know, there was increased security. Well, they built a whole ministry around this thing. And it seems to me that they just keep presenting ideas and then saying no to them. It's a really uh, great job if you can get it. You know, you, they, they, you get the idea, oh, we're going to do, uh, we're going to change the way the Canadians vote. Okay, now we're going to study it for a little while. Uh, actually, no, we're not going to do that. Maybe online voting. No, we're not going to do that. Maybe mandatory voting. Hey, they do it in Australia. Why don't we do it? No, we're not going to do that. Can we fold the ministry then at that point? What are we doing with this? I want to ask Kevin O'Leary what he thinks about the idea of online voting. We're going to talk to him in a matter of uh, well, how many minutes now? Maybe like not even 10. Five minutes or so, Kevin O'Leary will be joining us on the show. Um, Canadian couples, according to a recent study by Wayfair, you know that I guess they sell online furniture. Wayfair, you've got just what I need, I think is their slogan. Uh, if it still doesn't ring a bell, what about those commercials that you look at and you see on TV and you think, oh, wow, who the heck falls into a chair like that? Have you ever seen that woman on the commercial? She runs to her chair and like just like falls into it. I'd love no one to do that, that, but I care about my chairs, no and I don't one want does them to collapse that. under my enormous weight. Anyhow, they surveyed a bunch of Canadians and found that more than half of Canadians move in with their partners after less than a year together. That is out of wedlock, my friends. Less than a year, wow. we're moving in together, we're shacking up. Why? Because rents are ridiculous. So if you're going to spend, if your toothbrush is at somebody's house, you might as well be there as well. It used to be that, you know, a couple would uh, sort of pseudo move in together. So she was always spending all the time at his house or vice versa. And there's some apartment sitting there empty paying rent just for that security. I have a place to run when we have a fight. Now, I don't think you can do that with the way that uh, rents cost and houses cost. You can't really, you can't even buy a condo in this city unless you've got two incomes. There is one sign I will tell you gentlemen about uh, that women will do if they're like very serious. 
the Tampax. Is it the Tampax? It arrives at your house. <laughs> if that's happening, it's inevitable. She has long-term commitment you, on her sir, mind. You, sir, are in a relationship. <laughs> it's true. No, but you're moving in together. <laughs> you are moving in together. Almost a third of Canadian millennials and uh, Gen Xers responded that they will take this, the big step of moving in, shacking up together, six months into the relationship or sooner. Six months? Six months. Wow. That is incredible. Six months seems seems too soon to well, me. Well, when you probably you know, I, it depends on when you started the relationship because with you know today's culture, you're in, on Tinder. You've probably been hooking up for a few months before the relationship ever really started. So maybe it's already really a year by that point. All right, that's an interesting uh, millennialish way to look at things. I don't know if I just made up a word there. Uh, they also found out, according to the survey, that Canadians uh, were also more likely to rent or buy a new home together instead of moving into their partner's previous resident or residence or staying in their own. And you know what? I'm all for that idea. I would not want mm. to share a space with someone that I'm moving in with and know that someone had been there before me. Oh, that's I would be all for getting a new bed, too. <laughs> you see, I, that's not the way that not I to would be think of it. Is. But... It just sort of feels like, you know, you're starting fresh and no one is the guest yeah. at that point when you're moving into a new place. Yeah, and also you can say, no, that thing's not coming into our apartment. <laughs> Leave oh, that no, that was supposed to be back. yours. You can't tell someone to move their whatever for the sake of stealing from... Uh, you know, one of my favorite movies, their wagon wheel coffee table. That's a beautiful uh, coffee table. It's an (laughs) antique. You can't tell them not to have it in their apartment anymore if you move into their apartment. It's rustic, though. It's. I've always hated that wagon wheel coffee table. (laughs)